Welcome to the Off Plan On Air podcast, a podcast by Excelsior Real Estate in Dubai with your host, Nick Grassick. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Off Plan On Air, uh, episode 12. Joining me this morning, the self-appointed guru in the room, Sav. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, our resident economist, Mitch. I didn't choose that, by the way. I was given that. I'm going to choose my own. And office chimp boy Matt is still incognito, hopefully joining us back next week. All right. Um, today's topic, we're going to look at payment plans. Um, off-plan real estate, you can arrange a mortgage up to 50% of the value. We've covered this in a previous podcast. Naturally, the buyer needs to pay the first 50% in cash. Not everybody has all of the cash available at the point of wanting to make the purchase. And given that, you know, I mean, the average development that we now work on from launch until completion can typically be two years if it is a low to medium rise tower. Or if we're looking at high rise, it can be anything up to four, in some instances, even five years before it's due to be completed. Understandably, investors, home buyers do not want to have all of their cash tied up for such a long period of time. And it's also not required. So before we get into the individual payment plans themselves, what I will say is every single dirham that a buyer pays to the developer is paid into a designated escrow account, which is controlled, which is linked exclusively to the building that they are purchasing in. So let's say for argument's sake, a development has three different towers the developer will have three separate escrow accounts. The buyer makes the payments into that escrow account. The developer can only withdraw funds from that escrow to pay exclusively against the construction of that in particular tower at interval stages. In order to release the funds, the developer needs to approach RERA, which is piloted by a land department, a government entity that manages people like ourselves, all the practitioners within real estate and obviously the developers themselves, RERA need to inspect the construction site to sign off that construction has reached a certain milestone before a certain percentage is drawn down from the escrow to pay for that person's property. This is a system that was introduced 12, maybe even 13 years ago. So it's incredibly mature now. It's a very, very robust system which protects our clients' hard-earned cash. So that is the basic principle of a payment plan. Guys, give me one example, each of you, if you will, of a payment plan which is available at the moment and the pros and cons because each developer has a multitude of different, different payment plans available to them. Sav, you're the guru. I'm going to start with you. As a self-appointed guru, you put yourself on a pedestal now, mate. <laughs> you could be in trouble. If I was to buy something, I would always go for something which is a major chunk of the property value to be on handover. Okay. So that I can take a mortgage on it. Yes. You know what I mean? So, for example, you know, until handover, I can make a payment of, let's say, 30%, 40% of the property price. On handover, let's say the remaining 60% available, I rather, instead of paying the entire amount of 60%, I can go and take a bank loan on that property for that 60%. Which if you're then going to move into it, you're paying as your family home. Conversely, can, if you're an investor. Or I can rent it out 
and the rent returns can actually maybe if not equal be more than the EMIs I'm paying to the bank. Okay. So your returns are much higher then because your money is not going from your pocket. And there are developers out there that offer these payment plans. We typically refer to them as 30, 70, 40, 60. Yeah. The, initial, the initial percentage is obviously what's paid during construction. Correct. The remainder is on, upon on, completion. On handover, correct. So usually if it's 40, 60, for example, you're paying 20 to book the unit, right? Uh, initial payment to book the unit or get the SPA sorted out. Then you're paying this, uh, the 4% DLD fees and then rest of it during construction. You mentioned SPA, just quickly, can you, so you pay 20%, you get an SPA. What's an SPA, mate? Sales and Purchase Agreement. That's okay. the, officially, you are the registered owner of the unit, which you are paying the 20% towards. Okay. And then you pay the 4% of the sale price to the government to register you as a legal owner. Um, and then re remaining amount over construction, and a bigger chunk is on handover. And it's worthwhile just noting, we have mentioned in a previous podcast that you can arrange a mortgage of up to 50% during construction. Of course, as soon as you get the handover notice, Correct. so the developer will obviously reach out to the owner, let them know when it's due to be completed. At that stage, the owner can then approach a financial institution and can then arrange a mortgage of up to 80%. If you're a resident and first-time mortgage uh, person. Good caveat, yes. Yeah, so... On handover, the building will, give, will be giving you a big, uh, building completion certificate, right? Which shows that this is a handover unit. Take that to the bank or any mortgage places. They will give you 80% if you are a resident of UAE and uh, first, first uh, mortgage. And on subsequent mortgages, I already own the property that I live in at the moment. I want to buy another property as an investment. What? what? 60%. Okay, so you can, you can lend up to 60% of the second property's value. Correct. So your kind of payment plan of 40, 60 fits perfectly into that model. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good one. Mitch. Uh, I need to come up with a cool nickname like Guru too, but <laughs> it's, it's been bothering me the whole time. I don't even know what you guys talked about. That's all I've been thinking about. No, but I, I agree. I've been focused a lot more on flipping for, for quite a few of our, our key investors right now. So I would agree with pushing as much as you can until handover because if as i mentioned you're the end user using it to you're going to maintain the unit as either someone to live in end user or invest you are still retaining ownership of that property the flipping model would be the same payment plan pushing as much as you can until handover and then when someone has a mortgage that wants to come along that property value will likely have increased but then they also as, as you mentioned off the off air on plan uh they <laughs> they, uh, they're buying with their heart, not their head. They love it. What's the big difference between um, an extra twenty or 50,000 dirhams? Well, if you're only invested a very small portion of it, that's a massive addition to your returns as an investor when you sell it to them. For example, you've only invested 30% of a million dirham home. The property value now, because they have a mortgage, they're willing to pay an extra 100,000 dirhams to make sure that they get this right unit. And that does over a 20 year mortgage, that, that doesn't affect them too much. It's only a few extra hundred dirhams roughly per month or even less, depending on their financial institution. Well, that extra hundred dirhams is now an extra 30% return for you as the investor. So you're talking, so and that's so a flipping model. So I, that's what I just say. So you're talking about selling, selling prior to completion. Prior to completion or right at completion. Okay. These people are able to do that. 
Now, the other thing to be devil's advocate, that's great as a 20-70-30 or 30-70 payment plan where you're paying 30% during construction. The developer likely wants that within a, a very short period of time at signing, at reservation, or within 30 days, or some of them will do split and they'll do 20% now and 20% in six months. But if you don't have that main 20% to go, another option to play devil's advocate to what that, that preferred theory is, which is also mine, is someone who wants to invest but only has a very limited amount of capital, let's just say 30,000 euros, and they think they couldn't, they couldn't possibly get into the real estate game, especially in Dubai, with the image that we have around the world as that flashy homeowner, everyone's owning these massive luxury or nice properties. Well, there are certain developers that will do a very low percentage every month, for example, 1%. A small, if you have for the for math's sake, one million dirham value home, it's roughly two hundred. This is for math's sake, math. Oh, sorry, I thought, I thought you were going to dumb it down for yeah. math's sake. Sorry, <laughs> poor See, math's getting picked on. Matt, like, if you're not going to join the podcast, you're yeah, going to get you're going to get this kind of abuse. Blasted here. No, so for the sake of simple mathematics, thank you. Is one million dirham, which is about two hundred fifty thousand euros, they will request five percent at reservation, which isn't a horrible amount. Then they'll request 10% as well, 25,000 dirhams, or 25,000 euros. So you've paid roughly 30 to 37,000 euros. You're into that, and that's all the chunk of change that you will likely have to pay for an extended period of time. If you're talking about a three-year window from when it launches today, you sign for it, and it's constructed in three years, which is more or less on target, plus or minus a month or two, that's three years, 36 months where you're making for the most part, after that initial twenty to 35000 down payment within that first month, it's not even all at once, within the first month or six weeks, there's some developers that are relatively flexible where you'll pay five, and then that rest of the 10 can be split over six weeks from that reservation, four to six weeks. It's just 1% or 1% or 2% per month, which you're looking at 2,500, 3,000 euros per month. A lot of people have that or could manage that as a disposable income to invest. And now you're looking at being able to be a property owner. A majority of that will still come due in handover as well, or a large portion of it, sometimes 30 or 40% still being due at handover, which you can then combine with what we've talked about in other podcasts at the beginning, post-handover payment plans, yep. which then allow you to have the tenant cover that, or you, you cover that with a the mortgage then on top of that. So you're looking at being able to get into the property ownership game without having a to invest a substantial amount of, of capital or equity down and then continue making slow little monthly payments. Yeah, I think this can sometimes be the, 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 the misconception, like when we speak, especially to international buyers, because understandably, until you're educated, well then you, you assume that what, what you're being told is taken at face value. When we approach an international investor and we're saying the purchase price is 300,000 euros, that's not what's required, not to be able to purchase the property. And to, uh, to, 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 to investors who are looking to get their first foothold in the Dubai market, and I think we've covered this to, to, to the nth degree, no, no property market globally at the moment has been performing anywhere near as well as what Dubai has, certainly over the last two and a half, three years. And with the continued inflows of residents, which is translated into a shortage of housing and homes, which in turn continues pushing the prices up, 
I don't really see any property market globally with anywhere near the underlying factors or reasons as to why it should continue to perform at the levels that Dubai is. So for investors who are trying to get in with a foothold, purchasing at 300,000 euros, you need a fraction of that over an initial period. After which, if the investor decides to do so, they can cash out. They can sell their property. They will be reimbursed by their respective purchaser the amount that obviously they have already paid the developer. They are then paid the profit that they have made over that period of buying and subsequently selling. And the incoming buyer then picks up the ongoing payment plan. So it's never a case that if, I'm, if I want to invest in Dubai and I purchase something worth 300,000 dirhams, I don't need to pay that in order to sell it. I can, sorry, 300,000 euros. I don't need to pay 300,000 euros in order to be able to sell it. Realistically, the developers do require a minimum amount before they'll allow you to resell the property. That varies from developer to developer, but typically the range is between 20 and 40% of the value of the property. If I'm buying something at 300,000 euros, I can potentially pay over a 12, 18 month period, 100,000 euros. So that's 60 is 20%. Over that same period, the market, look, the last 12 months, there was a report issued quite recently, the market in, uh, increased in Dubai prime real estate over 12 months at 48%. If I'm paying 30, you know what, make it really simple for Matt, never mind maths, make it really simple for Matt, if I pay 40% over a 12-month period and the market has gone up by 48%, I'm cashing out and I've more than doubled my return. Because I'm getting, you know, the 48% rise is on the purchase amount, not on what I paid. So let's just say you're just at a 48-50%. Yeah. A million dirhams or put it in there, 250,000 euros. As the value, it's now gone up by 125,000. So you've made 125,000 euros on your sale price. Profits. On profit, exactly. but you've only put in. Tax free profit. Tax free. This is why he's the guru. But you know? it really is. <laughs> on relative, putting in somewhere between 90 and 100,000 euros. So exactly. 100% doubled your. And we have case studies. We are doing this today for our clients. This is what's happening. I actually, at the had, a, I actually had a client who messaged me this morning. <laughs> okay. He's from Europe and he asked me, what are the taxes there? Do I get profit and do I get taxed on it? Do I have to pay this? Do you have to pay that? I was like, you know what? It boggles my mind. Not many people actually are educated on the perks of owning a real estate in Dubai. Because it's so alien. People like, just know few... that it's fancy, it's lush, it's this, it's that, but then they don't know the the inside of you know, how do you make money from minimal investment. Talking about the payment plans earlier, I don't know about you guys, but lately I've noticed that some of the developers, they're doing top heavy payment plans. Meaning before handover, you're paying 60, 70, 80, 90%. This has become more of a trend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on handover, you're left paying, you know, making the peanuts, right? So which shows that people are ready to buy those properties, even with those top heavy oh, payment plans. Very much so. I mean, those are, even those projects at that level where between 70 and 90% is paid during construction, they're still selling out on launch day. Yeah. Still selling out and they're still reselling at a, a good value as well. Premiums. So not just for the investor looking to purchase it, how can you manage that? But then when you resell and exit, there's still quite a bit of upside there as well. So if you can afford it, yeah, you can buy it out. But I would then argue, 
if you can afford that 70-80% construction, you can do two or three with leverage and do it. Hey, there you go. That's part of the advice that, that we offer. Yeah. I, I have a friend, well, a client, but has become a friend now. And he bought a property for me, a villa. At the time of buying, he was like, look, I'll just buy it, make the initial payments, and then flip it on when the market picks up. The market has picked up massively after lockdown for villas, as you guys all know. And he's at the point like, you know what? I don't want to sell. It's a great project. It's coming up really well. Great location. And the interiors are actually much, much better than what was proposed to him. So he's like, you know what? I'd rather keep it and then move into it. But then if you look at to flip the villa, villa flipping is not, um, it's not a common thing, right? It's an end-user product. But prices have gone up for villas approximately like 70%. So, you know, it is big potentials for investors to come in and make the money. Where you can, where there is a huge demand um, in villas is when you have residents who have moved into Dubai and they need a home for their family and a two-bedroom apartment is not going to cut it. A lot of our investors, even though they come from the cities, are still used to decently or townhouses or homes and other most of Europe. If you're not living in this central city, you can have a nice spacious area. So to come here they would expect something similar. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I have friends who moved here at the beginning of the year and buying something under construction is of little to no use to them. The rents that they're paying at the moment are absolutely extortionate. And for the villas that they can buy, which are already finished, if they were to buy something which is ready today, they invariably will inherit an incumbent tenant, which is to say that there's somebody already living in that house. They buy it, they then need to serve that tenant a minimum of 12 months notarized vacating notice, which is an entirely you know, different podcast all in itself. But ultimately, the earliest that they can move into that property after having become the legal owners is gonna be a year. That doesn't make any sense, it doesn't work for them. So what they are now looking at are off-plan properties, which are due to be completed at some point within the next six, maybe even four months, that they can take a mortgage out on, and that then becomes the exit strategy for some of our clients who have bought townhouses. Absolutely, we've mentioned them earlier, buying with your heart and not your head. Those people, for them to be able to not have to deal with 12 months of waiting, 12 months of additional renting, rental for villas, depending on the area, it's anywhere from 250,000, 300,000, 400,000 dinams per year. If you're on the Palm, that's up to a million in some places for a nice quality yeah, villa. Yeah, million on average right now. Uh, some of them. I mean, it's amazing. So you, you could buy a small apartment with some of the values that people are paying for, for rents alone. So that million dinhams or 500,000 dinhams is facing the, that new family moving here right in the face. It's no, they would happily spend an extra one to 200,000 to own that home, which means you're now getting extra returns because they're happy to spend a slight premium compared to waiting a year, renting for a year. Yeah, because they're buying a home, home, not an investment. They're yeah, buying so a home, so it's no yeah. big deal for them. And they're happy with it, so they do buy with their heart, but also they avoid the headache and stress of all those things that you just mentioned of waiting for at least a year, serving someone a notice, which is a, a legal complexity, and then also having to pay for rent while they wait. It's nothing. So if you're able to buy a, a, a villa off plan, and only pay a minimal amount of that purchase value during the construction phase, sell it, they're ready to go. So to surmise, there are a myriad of 
payment plan options designed to suit pretty much every need. Or... I, will, I will add one more thing in there because I was having a conversation recently in, in comparing and contrasting mortgages versus this. You buy ready and you have a mortgage. There is obviously, they think, oh, it's so good. Anything that's too good to be true is too good to be true. So these payment plans provide a value, but there is still interest involved and built into that. They, the, the developers aren't financing these projects 100% cash base and are happy to wait three years to recoup all of their cash. They have debt, they have obligations financially as well. So there's a, it's built into the price that you're going to be, this is essentially like a mini mortgage, but with the developers. So you're not having to worry about a 20-year tender, applying, not applying. They don't care. There is no application process for whether or not you can. Yeah, so that's true. a benefit that is built into the price. But the other thing is you can't change the price of these off-plan properties. No, because if you don't buy it, the car waits behind the Someone key. else will. Yeah. No, especially in this market, very rarely at ever, but especially in the market now, there's a queue. If you don't want to buy it, they'll go to the next guy. And if there's not a next guy waiting, they'll wait a week. There will be someone. They'll take it. And the price is, is never negotiable. So you're going to have that built-in cost. Why not take it? You're right. That, that is factored into it. That if you're going to pay a 6% or 5% on a mortgage, this is a free payment plan. It's built into the price of the home, but that's the lowest that the price is ever going to be, whether you take a payment plan or not. Take advantage of this. Don't have to worry about an application process, credit history, due diligence on a financial institution, looking into your background. You just agree to the property and you have a built-in mortgage already. Yeah. And to navigate the multitude of payment plans which are available to work out which payment plan is best suited to your personal investment model, reach out to one of these chaps. The guru. The guru. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, guys.